Football Podcast. I want to start with Belgium because they were so many so-called experts were predicting them to get to the semi-final this tournament, which I thought was something of a joke at first, um, but it, they were actually dead serious. And for me, I was very, very confident from the start. And I said that I thought they were going to go out in the group stages. And, and that is what ended up happening. But obviously the, the headlines were all about, and this is related to Serie A, all, all about Romelu Lukaku, um, who who, I mean, I don't think I've ever seen a game where um, a player has missed so many open goals. I mean, they were real sitters. They weren't half chances. They were, some of them, unmissable chances, pretty much. I've never seen it. It was just so Lukaku. It had to happen to him. And and the poor guy has has been absolutely slaughtered um, since, since then. Um, including in <laughs> including in the Ghanaian Parliament, which has become like that's the, been the, so funny. The yeah. the Maguire and Lukaku banter when they're talking about the budget is is so funny. Yeah, it is hilarious. It is hilarious. Um, but you know, he. I mean, I'd like to look at how how two parts to this. First of all, how does Romelu Lukaku's latest, uh, you know performance uh, affect his legacy because for me you look at his his numbers as a whole and he's the he's the top scorer in the in the in the, the history of the Belgium national team 68 goals in in 104 games he's got over 300 career goals for club and country I mean these are absolutely incredible numbers there's very few players really in the history of the game that, that have, have, have hit over 300 career goals and he's obviously still 29 so you can still add to that but on the very highest level for club and country, he's always fallen short. And then for cl- club level, we know, we've, we've spoken about it at depth, you know, he failed at Man United, he failed at Chelsea twice. Brilliant for Everton, brilliant for Inter under Conte, but, you know, obviously we're talking about a, a Serie A level now. But for Belgium, you know, incredible in qualifying and friendlies, but his performance at major tournaments has been, you know, if we look at them as a whole, you know, not bad, but... Decent at best, certainly not that of a of a great player. And he's played at five major tournaments for Belgium, um, and he's he, he scored one goal at the World Cup 2014. Uh, he scored one goal, scored in one game at Euro 2016 versus Ireland. Um, he scored four in the 2018 World Cup, but they were all in the group stages. He scored four in Euro 2020, but you know three in the group stages, and then just a penalty versus Italy, and then. Obviously, Euro twenty twenty two was a was a complete complete disaster for him, um, and he's you know he's had some really high profile clangers that have cost Belgium in key games during these tournaments. You know he missed the he missed two absolute sitters against Italy at, at both Euro two thousand sixteen and two thousand twenty, and then obviously the sitters, the open goals. I mean, virtual open goals the other night. I mean. Is this just kind of like, does this just kind of sum up the story of Lukaku's career? I don't think it sums up his career. <clears throat> I think it sums up the the curse of the inter-striker in this World Cup. Um, Lautaro Martinez has had not had exactly a lucky uh, start to this tournament either. Um, and look, I, I, even though those situations are very, very different, focusing on Lukaku, we know that from his career previously, that he is the kind of player that needs five, six games 
before he hits the ground running, and then he scores in clusters. Then he goes on these five, six, seven, eight game runs where he scores one, two goals every single game. In a fickle tournament like the World Cup, where it's very short, it's only seven games between the first group stage game and the final, you don't really have that much room to maneuver. Um, and I think Lukaku, given where Belgium was, was he almost became like a symbol of that Belgium side, a little bit out of form, a little bit past their best, a little bit not in form, uh, all of that at once. Um, and they were sitters, there's no doubt about it. Um, but I mean, same thing with <clears throat> Lautaro, I think, in the sense that, I mean, just, you know, the, the two goals against Saudi Arabia taken off for offside, um, I mean, just think about it. He has he, you know, he, he got into that tournament. Those goals would have been, you know, they'd been onside. You know, he, his confidence levels are are flying. They don't lose that first game. He doesn't, you know, get into start second guessing himself. I think a lot of the times in these short tournaments, it's about it's those tiny, tiny little details that decide it. Um, and and that's also true about Romelu Lukaku. I don't think it affects his legacy at the World Cup or for Belgium at all. I mean, you know, he's he's shown over the years who he is. But I think it does show that the, the, the his generation at Bel- uh, in Belgium is they're 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 over now. It's finished. It's time for Belgium to to find new players and new talents to build around. Um and maybe you know, it's it's a shame that for 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 Lukaku that he he never really got that like bullseye moment internationally um i mean if we're perfectly honest he's kind of lacked that in his career as well except for those two years at inter uh, where he won a scudetto 